What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. Tavares here. Um, another episode. Today's episode will be talking about discernment. If you are on YouTube, um, you're watching it from the YouTube channel, be sure to check out, um, be sure to, you know, comment, like, subscribe, share, do all those things. You know, we always tell you to do. And if you're only listening via your podcast app, then please give a five star review if it's um, Apple. Feel free to give on um, reviews, honest reviews. Let us know how we may improve or topics you may want us to touch on. You guys know you can always shoot us an email in regards to talking about that. Um, but yeah, we have another episode. I'm not going to dive too deep into discernment today um, because I think there's a lot that can be said. I want you guys to make sure that you're leaving feedback itself Um in the comment section, let us know where are some areas that either you have grown in this area, areas that you feel as though you need to improve on this. Um, but yeah, so episode 120, you know, like, share, do all those things. But today I want to talk about discernment because I think it's one of the most crucial components in dating. Um, I think it's something that you really need to focus on because I think a lot of times we don't realize that it's impossible to know the will of God if you're not spending time with him if you're not able to hear his voice like Jesus saying that you know his sheep know his voice and they won't follow a stranger um, and I think it's important um, and when it comes to discernment is knowing that voice of God for yourself because if we don't know God's voice that means we're following the voice of everyone else and while a pastor is very beneficial we need to be able to trust and hear the voice of our pastors um, and ministry leaders and you know parents at the same time, we still need to know God for ourselves because we can't, you know, live based off someone else's salvation or someone else's revelation. Um, you know, and I think it's important for discernment to be in the life of every believer. Um, and a lot of people love to say like the spirit of discernment or the gift of discernment. And it's not that I'm not saying that's not a gift that some people just have more than others. But God, if you have God's Holy Spirit inside of you, for one, he already gave each and every one of us a conscious. But when, when you have a relationship with God, he normally will tell you things um, that will prevent you from going astray, you know? And I think without discernment, you're always going to be someone who runs the risk of marrying the wrong person. Without discernment, you may take the wrong job. You may have thought it because it was a pay increase that it was God's will. But in reality, you stepped outside of God's will to get a job that he was not trying to give you. Um, without discernment, you'll join the wrong church just because it's trendy, even though it wasn't biblical, Without discernment, you'll go and you'll see someone and you'll say they're godly. But if you would have spent time in prayer, Jesus would have showed you this person is getting ready to leave the truth and he's not even going to stay in the church. But, you know, you got into a relationship prematurely that you don't even realize that a lack of discernment, you know, is the root of it. And I think with discernment, you will always be in God's will. Obviously, any of us can make mistakes, but with discernment, you'll be able to avoid relationships that are detrimental to your growth. You'll be able to avoid things that'll that'll hinder who God wants you to become. You know, so I definitely think we all need discernment because I think a lot of times we just follow what culture is saying and we follow what culture is doing. We do know that in society, it seems as though majority rules, whatever anyone else is doing, we think it's automatically correct. Whatever everyone else is saying, we use that as our God. But the words of Jesus shows us that narrow is the path that leads to um, that leads to life. Narrow is the path that leads to holiness, purity, righteousness. It's a very narrow road. Few people are on the road that is heading towards heaven. 
but it's a but it's Broadway towards destruction. Um, and a lot of times we can be guided by what everyone else is doing, but God is calling his people back to using discernment. Because if we don't use discernment, we'll think that God is pleased when in reality we're not in his will. Um, the verse says it like this in 1 John 4 and 1. It says, Dear friends, do not believe, and I'm reading this one in the NLT. Do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. So we see here um, that you have to have the spirit of discernment because even in the church, you can be deceived into thinking something is God when it's when it, when God isn't even involved. Um, and the reason why I want I want us to start there to be the foundation because if you know God's voice, you're not going to manage to get discredit um dis distracted by the things of this world. So that must be our root. But the point of discernment, the the whole meaning of this word, means the ability to judge well. So everyone does not have the ability to judge well. If we look at all of our exes, we know that we didn't make great judgments. <laughs> if you're a person that's, you know, went to college and you changed your major seven times, you don't have the ability to judge well. Not saying that you couldn't be multi-talented or multi-skilled, but if we're using discernment, God would have led us to the proper thing the first time. You know, so it's important that we um, we know the ability to judge well because typically I think a lot of us view discernment as the ability you know, just to see right from wrong. I think discernment is much bigger than just seeing right from wrong. I heard it said once before, and that's how I always view it. Um, discernment is not knowing right from wrong, but it's knowing good from God. Because it's very easy to see, oh, that's a sinful situation. I'm not doing that. Hey, that's a toxic relationship. I'm not doing that. Hey, that's a harmful place for me to get myself into. That's sinful. That's this, that's that. And we can avoid those but a lot of times the enemy is not getting us into sin, but he's getting us distracted from our purpose. And if the enemy can get you distracted from your purpose, he doesn't need you to sin because either way you're not pleasing God. He doesn't need you to go out and shoot anyone if he can get you distracted from winning souls. He doesn't need you to, to, to get into a fist fight if he can get you to gossip and slander. The enemy will always distract you from things that aren't godly. You know, so we have to be able to tell when when it's not just when it's wrong, but when it's not God's will for us to do something. Because you can rush to do a whole lot of things. And I think a lot of Christians even fall guilty to this. But we want to serve so bad in ministry that in reality, we don't even realize that we're doing so many things that God didn't even call us to do. But we're doing it because we have a servant's heart. You're doing it because you're, you're too afraid to say no. When in reality, discernment will put you in your purpose rather than being distracted from what everyone else in the world is saying or doing. You know, the Bible says it like this in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Sorry for all you who don't like KJV. That's my thing. I just change up the versions for this so, so you guys could understand what I'm saying. But the Bible is telling us it doesn't matter how you view the relationship. Let's get our emotions out of it and let's learn to trust in God because God is going to direct your steps to say, this is a healthy relationship or this is a relationship that isn't for you. It doesn't matter how much you think Oh, I should do this degree. Well, trust in the Lord. Seek God's approval. Seek God's direction because 
you may choose a degree and end up getting a career job in your mind when in reality it pulls you away from the things of God. It manages to take you outside of church. It manages to whatever you know. You never know, you know. And, I, and maybe school is not the best example, but we we've seen it happen. Whereas many people go to college and they turn away from God. Um, but it's possible. Um, I want us to see this example. I'm going to get to first of all, but it's possible for us to to see someone that is churchy. Um, because I know we're talking about dating. I, I know you guys aren't just talking about discernment spiritually. You want to hear about dating, but it's possible to see someone spiritually, you know, um, see someone at church and they're churchy. They, they have the look, they have the speech, they have all these things, but it doesn't mean that they were beneficial to what God wanted to do in our life, you know, and they can have even a title. They can have a position. There are so many people I've seen in positions of power in the church and use their titles in order to manipulate people, use their title in order to abuse people, use their title in order to to, to get monetary gain or to, to make sexual advances at people, all those types of things. So it's very important that we don't allow our emotions to guide us, but we allow what the voice of God says. And I'm going to read a couple verses to you in the CSB. I love reading that version uh, for the podcast. First Kings 13, verse 7, it says, Then the king declared to the man of God, Come home with me, refresh yourself, and I'll give you a reward. But the man of God replied, If you were to give me half your house, I still want to go with you, and I want to eat food or drink water in this place. For this is what I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water or go back, or go back home the way you came. So he went another way. He did not go back the way he had come to Bethel. So we see that a prophet was sent to cry out against Jeroboam due to their idolatry. You know, he was told that he should deliver a word and leave in the opposite direction. Don't stay and eat with anyone. Don't stay and drink with anyone. Hey, don't don't even come back the same direction you went. We don't want anyone trying to grab a hold of you. No, just go and leave, you know, and you see that he, when the, when the king, you know, reached out to him, because this king was just trying to get him locked up, you know, sent in prison. But when he saw that, you know, he had to have mercy on him and pray that God heals this guy because God had his hand with her. Read 1 Kings 13. You'll get the context. But he had to pray for mercy on the king. And the king is so amazed, like, man, it's a powerful young man of God. I want to, you know, treat him. You know, he deserves the honor. He, he deserves respect. He deserves honor. Um, but the thing is, this young man knew God didn't tell him to stay. God told him, well, I got to get out of that situation. Now, I think it's very easy for a lot of us to be like this young prophet, whereas we know something is sinful, so we avoid it, right? We know God didn't tell us to do that, so we avoid it. Hey, well, you know, I appreciate it, but you could have gave me everything that you you own. God gave me a word specifically saying, don't eat here, don't drink here, and don't go back the same way, so I have to go. I cannot entertain that. So you would think that this young man is doing the right thing, and so far, so good. You know, he's doing the right thing so far, but eventually he makes the mistake um, that I want you guys to see, you know, um, because I think a lot of us, we can be like this. I think a lot of times we can be just like this young man. We can we can do the right thing depending on the situation we're in because it's easy to resist temptation when it's not something that you desire. There's a lot of people that they can say no. She can say no to every guy on the block because she's not interested. But if it's that handsome dude that she's interested in, may compromise. Or he may say no to all the girls that he's not attracted to. But if he sees the beauty on her face or the curves on her body or something about her that he desires, he'll end up compromising. And that's why you need discernment. Because later on, this young prophet, he runs into another prophet. I want you guys to read these verses. Jumping at verse 15 now. 
It says, then he said to him, come home with me and eat some food. But he answered, I cannot go back with you or accompany you. I will not eat food or drink water with you in this place. For a message came to me by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water there or go back by the way you came. Same thing he just told the previous person, right? So you would think he's good to go. Um, He said to him, I am also a prophet like you. An angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord. Bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat food and drink water. The old prophet deceived him. And the man of God went back with him, ate food in his house and drank water. So what we see here, when when this young prophet spoke to the king, he didn't budge. He knew what God was calling him to do. He knew what God was saying, so he didn't budge and didn't allow this man to lead him astray, didn't allow him to, to, to disobey God. But the problem was when the prophet came, when the quote-unquote prophet came and told him, well, God said the same thing to me, he all of a sudden decided to drop his guard. And that's where I want us to focus a little bit on before we move forward. The problem isn't that he didn't know what God said, but because he trusted someone that he shouldn't have trusted is the reason why he fell. Eventually, he gets killed, eaten by a lion um, because of because of his actions. Um, you know, so we see that God gave him clear instructions. Don't stay there. But somebody says, hey, man, I'm a prophet, too. We, Hey, bro, we both prophets. And I think a lot of church people, we don't even realize it. But God is giving us a clear word to, to fully understand that you cannot trust every voice you hear on the pulpit. You cannot trust every voice you see with a platform, a large podcast, a large YouTube following, whatever. And I'm saying these things because if you feel as though what I'm saying isn't biblical, I don't want you to compromise either. But I think it's so easy for us to chase after that that gummy bear Christianity, chase after somebody that just tickles our sweet tooth and our itching ear. We just find whatever is trendy. But God is saying, don't listen to some things because if you listen to it, it'll lead to your distraction. But a lot of times we think because they have a title or they have a position that they must have a they must have an ear from God. But in reality, there's a lot of people with titles that God isn't speaking to. There's a lot of people with platforms that are deceiving many, deceiving people that are hearing clearly from God. But because you started listening to a certain platform, you can get distracted spiritually because you started listening to these relationship gurus that aren't speaking the word of God. You end up getting into relationships that you shouldn't have. I started unfollowing some people because I started realizing a lot of people started using Christianity in order to boost themselves. Like this prophet did, he said, I'm a prophet. Why? Because he wanted to use the name of God to boost his credibility, but it doesn't mean that he heard from God. The Bible says this prophet used those words to deceive him. He actually lied to this young man and he's lying to him because he's gullible. If I just tell him I'm a prophet, I'll believe him. And I want all of you to take this moment. And this isn't even in my notes. I want all of you to take this moment and start paying attention to what you're seeing on your newsfeed on social media. Start paying attention to the people you're clicking on, on YouTube, podcasting, these pastors and all these things. If they're not aligning with the word that God has declared fully in, in the scriptures, it does not matter if they're apostle. And I don't get how everyone is an apostle nowadays. Um, they're a self-ordained prophet. They're evangelists, pastors, teachers. They're the whole five-fold ministry, but God didn't call them. And I know that's a little controversial, and I don't want to. I don't want to get stabbed in the comment section. So I'm. A, I'm a behave. I'm a behave and all. But I want us to understand that this young man lost his life for listening to the wrong voice. And I want us to understand that if we want to thrive spiritually, if we want to walk in a relationship that God has for us, if we want to receive the blessings that God wants to give to us, 
we cannot listen to every voice. And there must be a spirit of discernment in the church because if you're not listening to the voice of God, then the world will deceive you. Culture will deceive you. Friends will give you great advice that wasn't from God and will ultimately lead to a downfall. But before we go further in this episode, I want to give a shout out to today's um, sponsor. Um, to this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy, um, especially all of you trying to get into good relationships. A relationship takes two people that are entering into their relationship whole. And if you're not entering into it whole, there's going to be plenty of friction that was very unnecessary because of two people that needed healing. But BetterHelp is an online uh, therapy resource. You know, it offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy as you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Godly Dating 101 podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com godly. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. So when we think about discernment, we have to understand that discernment isn't simply knowing. Like I said before, guys, if you don't leave with anything, understand that discernment is not just knowing good from bad, but it's also knowing what looks good from what is sent by God. So a couple of things I'll say in order to, to learn how to walk in discernment, how to operate in discernment. One of the most important things, um, if you're listening and you're on YouTube, please drop in the comment section what are some things you use to operate in discernment. I don't want to make this podcast too long, so I'm only going to mention a couple. But number one, you have to surround yourself by people that can hear the voice of God. In 1 Kings 12, there's a king, you know, King Rehoboam, he needed guidance. There were some people that complained to him and said, hey, your father has been giving us some some very harsh treatment. You know, can you can you ease that burden on us? Like... We, we can't endure that anymore. And this young man, he heard that. He's like, go away. I'm going to go get advice. I'm going to take three days. I'm going to think my decision over, and then I'll come back to you guys and give you give you the direction that you need. So King Rehoboam, he went to the, the elderly advisors that his father used to go to. And they're like, hey, if you talk nicely to these people, if you treat them better, they'll serve you forever. Like, all you got to do is treat them a little bit better. You know, these people have been enduring so much. But the Bible says that he rejected the advice of those older people. And then he decided, I'm going to go seek advice from um, from the younger generation that he grew up with. So we see that he rejected them. And then he saw it from the younger people. He's like, what do you guys think I should do? They're complaining. They're too tough. And these young people told him, if they thought your daddy was tough, listen, your, your pinky is going to be stronger than his whole body. Like that's literally what they're saying in the scriptures, that they're letting him know all those people complaining, they haven't seen anything yet. And you see that this young man, he had the ability to get the people on his side, but he decided to reject the people and mistreat the people because he listened to the wrong voices. So my thing is, and I'm not saying somebody who's young automatically doesn't walk in wisdom. But the issue is a lot of times we're seeking advice from people who aren't thinking in godly godly uh, perspectives. You're, we're listening to people who aren't aiming to live godly lives. We're listening to people that are simply our peers. And that's the problem. God is not calling you to be like your peers. He's calling you to walk in truth. He's calling you to walk in love. And if we are only seeking to to get validation from people, we'll always make the wrong decision. And that eventually ended up, you know, to there being a division in Israel and being him being chased away 
and you know people wanting to kill him because it's just like yo you're treating us even worse than we when before we complained you know so that only led to more issues but what i believe this young man's problem was he didn't value the voice of those who could hear from god and a lot of times Maybe not you listening. I realize that we have a very mature audience. Um, after seeing some of the feedback, the comments and stuff, I realize we have a pretty mature audience. But many times it's very popular for us to go to people, you know, that simply simply think the way we do. We don't want to go to people who are more mature than us. Because if we go to someone more mature than us, they'll tell us where we need to change. They'll correct us. They'll rebuke us. But in reality, this generation does not want accountability. They, they want power. They want control. But they don't want accountability that comes with it. And God doesn't operate that way. And I think that's still a trick of the enemy today. He tries to tell you, don't listen to that pastor. Don't listen to don't listen to that golly brother. Don't listen to them. He holier than now. Don't listen to them. She thinks she's better than anyone. Anytime I tell anyone anything in regards to holiness, I see a whole bunch of comments saying he's so legalistic and prideful. And you see those things and people genuinely think you think you're better than them. But in reality, you're challenging people to grow spiritually. And you have to be willing to trust the voice of people who desire for you to grow spiritually. Because if I'm only listening to people that validate me... um, there's no way I can ever achieve the purpose God has for me. Like I listen to a lot of people, um, like I've called out people on the channel. I've said names publicly where I'm like, I don't agree with them. And I've mentioned, there's some teachings that I can't agree with without mentioning the person, but mentioning like some thought processes. And people are like, man, you got to give it a chance. You're hearing things out of context. But then when you listen to it, you realize that it's very common for some of the top preachers and top podcasts and top influencers and things of that nature to get famous by preaching very encouraging words, but they're not teaching anything of substance that allows someone to be transformed by the word of God. And that is where we get a little bit of a dilemma when someone is able to tell you how to have 10 steps toward living your best life. And if you do these five steps, you're going to have great finances. If you just do these six things, you're going to get a spouse in. But if I say, okay, here's how to be holy, eight views, two listens, the only comments would be something that was hateful. The world is not gravitating towards truth anymore. The world is gravitating towards whatever appeases the flesh. And we don't want to be there. The Bible says it like this in 2 Timothy 3. But know this, hard times will come in the last days for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid these people. And a lot of times we read that ver- read those verses and we ignore verse 5. Verse 5 in the King James Version saying, they have a form of godliness but they deny the power of God, which means all of these wickedness and these sinful habits and all of these things that God is absolutely against, we think is going to be in the world. We keep saying, man, the world is ending when we see what's happening in Ukraine and when we see the wars and rumors of wars and when we see the racism and when we see the police brutality and when we see the division with politics, when we see all of these things, we say, man, the world is surely ending. The Bible said in the last days, people in the church are going to have those same mentalities. People in the church are going to have those same selfish, sinful mindsets, habits. And a lot of times we think it's just the world doing that. Oh, uh, no, man. I want you to understand this is going to be very comp- um, very common, but the Bible says we have to avoid that type of company. And I know this is, listen, 
If you're new in Christ and you listen to my podcast, you may look like, man, this brother is crazy. Or you may think this brother is radical. I don't want to be radical. I just want to be biblical. Like, I genuinely don't think I'm more extreme than what the Bible is saying. I can see all of my errors and my flaws in some places I need to fix myself. I need to fix my spirit. But if we don't take the word of God seriously, how are we going to walk in discernment? You keep going back to the same relationship because you don't know God's voice. You keep ending up with somebody that's abusive because you don't know that God is trying to heal you from your desire to keep getting into that. You don't understand why you keep ending up in pornography and lust is because you have not been listening to God's voice. You've been listening to culture tell you what's okay, but culture does not define what Christ has already made as the standard. We cannot allow what culture thinks to be normal to become our new guide. We must be saturated with the presence of God. We must be immersed in the word of God. We must be willing to hear the voices of those who are hearing from God. Because if I only listen to people who think like me, I will constantly be in sin, constantly be in confusion, in stress, because the world cannot deliver you from the world. You can only be delivered by listening to the voice of God. You can only be delivered from the only person who is able to redeem or able to restore you. But I'm trying not, I'm not trying not to get too preachy, you know what I'm saying? We're not live, so I'm, I'm going to just calm down and look at my camera like a peaceful person. But number two, the second way for you to walk in discernment is to fall in love with God's word. Hear me when I say this. Romans 12, 1 and 2, and the CSB again. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. The first step in discernment is living a holy life. And a lot of people are saying, no, you can't live holy. Um, Only Jesus. You can only listen. When the Bible talks about this, it's not talking about you got saved and now you have God's holiness. Yeah, that's obviously, you know, you're not holy on your own. But when the Bible is speaking of holiness, like in 1 Peter 1, 15, 16, it says, be holy for I am holy. But the Bible tells us that we have to be holy in all manner of our conduct and our conversation, meaning it is a choice to be holy. My behavior, I cannot be holy by accident. There has been no soul on planet earth that became righteous in God's eyes by accident. No one has obeyed God by accident. No one has lived a life worthy of the calling that God has placed on them, like mentioned in Ephesians, by accident. It is an intentional thing. And if you want to walk with a spirit of discernment, you cannot walk with discernment and walk trying to hear the voice of the world more than you're trying to hear the voice of God. We have to be willing to fall in step with God because true worship a lot of times we call praise and worship we call the fast songs we sing in church praise and the slow songs we sing in church worship worship is way more than music worship is a lifestyle and if my lifestyle is not pleasing to God it does not matter how good I sing it does not matter how eloquently I preach it doesn't matter how many people even came to the altar when I preach if my lifestyle is not aligning with the word of God then God is not listening to that Even Paul said, if I operated in every spiritual gift, but I wasn't even walking in love, it was all noise. In God's sight, it was noise. To everyone else, you're in revival, but in God's eyes, you're spiritually dead, like the church in Sardis in Revelation chapter 3. You have to understand, God is not focused on how cute you can have church. 
God is focused on you having, not just having a move of God, but an encounter that you dwell in the presence of God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what the Bible says in Psalms 91. He didn't say he who visits God's secret place. He didn't say he who stops by God's secret place in your quiet time and then you go on about your day and you forget about God. It's Listen, devotion is important, but God is not asking us to to leave his presence at church, leave his presence in our quiet time. He wants us to walk with him. Verse 2 in Romans 12 lets us know that we are able to discern the will of God when we are transformed by the word of God. And people often think that when you tell them to, to dive deep in the world, you're aiming to control them. Man, that's such a legalistic mindset. Tavares, I don't even know where to start. You mean to tell me if I don't read for an hour that I'm going to hell? Who's saying any of that? But if you don't dive deeper, how do you get to know a God? How do you know, how do you love a God that you don't know? I can only grow in a relationship by spending time with you. No one says, man, I got closer to my friend that I hasn't, I haven't spoken to him in six years, but man, we got so close over those six years. By me not speaking to him, we grown so much. That makes no sense. You know, man, it's like the same way you, you try to grow in your relationship. You try to grow in your marriage. The same way those of you who are fitness um, freaks, you know we get in better shape the more we go. Those of you who like to cook, and you know when you first started you were terrible, how did you get better? You continually spent time. And I heard a preacher say one time, the reason why many of us we aren't seeing miracles, we aren't feeling like our relationship with God is thriving, all those things and a lot of areas we need to grow. Evangelist Chris Green, great preacher, he mentioned that the thing young people are missing is time. We say we have to, we don't have enough time and but the problem is we spend all of our time doing everything else. We don't really linger in God's presence. We don't really try to have God speak to us, but we need God to renew our mind. You know, we need God to renew our minds through his word. Because a lot of times when I speak to people, when we do the, when I have like people click the counseling link and they schedule a meeting or people comment on a video or people check out our posts, I realize a lot of people I don't want to say their minds aren't renewed because I don't know anyone's spiritual journey. I don't know where they are growing spiritually. But you can tell a lot of people, they may be saved, but that doesn't mean that they're growing. Because a lot of the mindsets that we have, it's like we have these Disney tale, fairy tale mindsets in regards to relationship. Um, We have these, you know, Jesus is a hippie. You know, everything is okay. You know, Jesus is happy. You know, he doesn't, no one goes to hell. we, We all just smile on our way to heaven. You know, this is my Bible. I can say, I can do what it says I can do. I am who it says I am. And and that's no shot at Joel Osteen, but I feel as though a lot of people view things that way. Whereas, let's not worry about obedience, guys. Let's just walk in love. And yes, God wants us to walk in love, but God wants us to walk in truth. That's what God is focused on. God is focused on a church that is walking in truth. God's focused on believers that are walking in truth. So, Last few things I'm going to say because I already already hit my 30-minute cap. When it comes to discernment in relationships, you want to discern a few things. Number one, you need to discern if they're platonic or not. A lot of you, you're trying to date someone God called to be your friend. <laughs> you know, I've done it. I remember talking to a girl. She she was she was outside of church. You know, she was backslidden at the time. And then I told my brother, like, hey, man. This girl, you know, I'm trying to get back on track. And he's just like, man, that's awesome. God put, you know, it looked like God connected y'all for you to get her back in church. And I mentioned on the podcast before, if not on the podcast, definitely with our Patreon community. Um, And then he was just like, but don't date her. And I'm just like, bro, you hating? Like, do you see how she looks? You know, 
And he was like, bro, just because God called you to help her, help her get her life back in, you know, in order spiritually and help her, you know, refocus on him does not mean he called you to date her. And I ignored his advice. It backfired in my face um, tremendously. And now um, she's, you know, not in church doing her own thing. Yeah, I get that. Um, but the issue is a lot of times we don't realize that God is just calling us to help someone spiritually or God is just calling us to be friends with someone. We have to start viewing our brothers and sisters as brothers and sisters in Christ. Every single person is not a potential spouse. Every single person is not who God wants you to date or marry. And we have to stop looking at people with our own selfish agenda, you know, because everybody, I feel as though the body, like I heard a saying that says the body heals the body. And spiritually, that's how it works. Whereas the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you just because I'm not a, you know, you're not a hand. But in reality, we work together to push the kingdom forward. So we have to start viewing each other as being, as helping one another, you know. So are you constantly having to pour into this person and you don't feel as though it's being reciprocated? That's how you know. And that's how I should have known in that situation that I would just call a pour, pour into this young lady and help her grow spiritually as she discovered herself and things like that. But I think a lot of times we forget that iron sharpens iron. And if you're trying to raise this person, your relationship, even if you get married, it may backfire when you're carrying so much spiritual weight and that person is not, you know, not invested in the things of God. So you have to be careful there. You know, and we're all definitely at different spiritual levels. If you guys listened to the last video, I talked about reacting to um, Chris King's video interview um, in the live we just did on Instagram. Check out the live. I think it's well worth it. It's under an hour. It's very worth it uh, for you guys to hear um, that, that Instagram live. But it's very important that we understand that iron must sharpen iron. Or number two, the second thing for you to look at there is, is that relationship feeling forced? Because it's very possible for you to realize there I'm not called to date this person if it's not flowing, when it's from God, it's going to flow. And when it's from the flesh, it will be forced. You will constantly feel as though I'm you know, doing all the work or you're wondering, is God even pleased because he's never given you peace about it? Or even if he has given you peace, he didn't give you the right. Go ahead with the timing. And I think a lot of people try to move past God's timing. You have to be careful because it's possible you can click with someone. But that, that could still just mean you guys are friends. That doesn't mean God is asking you to date them. You know, so seeking God for clarity is always going to be priority over simply chasing someone just because they're attractive. You know, and I think many times we're, we're so interested, you know, that we're, 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 we, we want someone so bad that we're blinded by the fact that they aren't even interested. And that's just something to think about. Um, another thing you need to discern when it comes to relationships is you need to discern who sent them. <laughs> and I am dead serious when I say who said, because the same way God, like we all saying, God, send my spouse. Please understand if God is sending a spouse to you, the devil is sending a distraction to you. God wants to send someone that is going to push you into purpose. The enemy is going to send someone that will pull you out of purpose. The Bible says it like this in James 1 and 5. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives all gives to all generously and ungrateful and ungrudgingly and will be given to him. So we see that there is nothing that God doesn't want you operating in confusion. The Bible said that God is not an author of confusion, but of peace. So God will give you the wisdom to know if this person is for you or not for you, but you have to be willing to ask him for wisdom. You have to be willing to ask him for direction. And I think there's plenty of times where I wanted an answer for something and I Googled it. Like, hey, is there a YouTube video on this? But listen, while we over here probably YouTubing food recipes or 
Googling help to help us with our homework. You cannot do that with your relationship. You cannot afford to allow just one YouTube video to order your future marriage rather than the voice of God. I'm just saying. And while I would love if I could see a video crack 100,000 views, I don't want none of y'all trusting my word over what the word of God says. So please, whatever I say, go look at the scriptures and see if it's in alignment. And if it's not, discard, you know, no big deal. But we have to be willing to start asking God before we make decisions because a lot of us are committing to dysfunction. I think a lot of us are committing to distractions. A lot of us are committing to things that the devil is sending all because they fit our quote unquote preference. Said it in the last video. Many of you have some terrible preferences and it's not because you guys are chasing after trash and I wasn't. But many of us, we know that if God let us get who we wanted, we would have destroyed our lives. And if you don't believe me, look at some of our exes. Look at some of the sins we've fallen into because our emotions can lie to us. You know, we we all, I made that mistake so many times, you know, so we have to be careful not to fall into that. And I think when they're from the devil, they always cause you to question your purpose. You know, when the devil is sending that person like the serpent to Eve, he got her to question well, God just doesn't want you to be like a God. He, he he just wants to keep you inferior. Oh, well, did God really say that? You know, that's what the enemy was trying to do. Delilah, you know, is making Samson think that she loves him. How can you say you love me? You won't tell me a secret. But he's not realizing this woman is, she wants your secret to kill you. She wants your secret so you can die. The enemy is always going to send someone to distract you from what God wants you to do. Someone that's going to cause you to break your covenant. You know, somebody's going to distract you from your destiny. But when they're from God, there's someone who's going to push you into purpose. You want someone like God said, when I'm giving Eve to you, Adam, she's given as a helpmeet. She's a helper. She's not a doormat. She's a helper. She's assisting you in the purpose I have given you. She's not there just to be fine. He saw this woman one time, and I'm sure the first woman on earth had to be gorgeous. He saw this woman and looking like, Lord have mercy. The monkeys ain't look nothing like that. God, you was holding out, I'm sure. He looked at Eve like, hold on. I do what with her, God? You know, let me, okay, let me go ahead and make some children. I'm sure he was excited when he saw her, but God still said, but this woman is still a helper. She's not just there as a trophy wife. So we have to find someone who's pushing us into purpose. Like someone where you know a relationship where God is behind it, like a Boaz and a Ruth, like a Abraham and Sarah, like God is able to bless it and be fruitful out of it. You know, but there are so many aspects in regards to discernment that I believe that we all need to operate in. We all need to focus on. And many of us, we may not even realize where we're going based off of emotions. But I want you to stop and ask God, God, am I getting it wrong? Help me in the areas where I don't have discernment. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, I want you to comment below. What are some areas you, you've either asked God for discernment and he's helped you? Or areas you do desire discernment in your life. How has discernment helped you spiritually in the past? Because many of us, if you know, if we, we've asked God, God, please remove distractions from my life. And God has removed some relationships before. You know what I mean? So God is, is willing to answer those prayers. You know, but I want each and every one of you to walk in God's will. I want all of us daily. Our goal should always be to grow spiritually. I want each and every one of you who desire marriage to get a great marriage. I want you to be happy. But I do want you to be in God's will. I don't want that marriage to take you outside of what God wants to do in your life. So let me know how his discernment helps you in your life. And and yeah, man, and comment, like, share. If you listen to the end, that means it's definitely brought some type of, um, I don't want to say peace or brought some type of clarity. So be sure to check it out. Love y'all and 
We'll see you next week, Thursday. Peace.